When it comes to sales and business, sometimes we are our own worst critics. And what it really comes down to is we should be celebrating our wins each and every time, but sometimes we don't. So what can you do? How can you celebrate all wins and be better at what you do, but also encourage other people? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from the North Shore of Oahu today. Today's an exceptional day. I'm coming to you live from Holly Eva Ali'i Beach Park on episode number 200, How to Sell More by Celebrating All Wins and Sales. At least for right now, that's the working title. So just so you know, I'm out in the wild. I am literally beach on. I'm 30 feet from the ocean. I'm sitting underneath trees. So you may hear birds chirping. You may hear the ocean. Occasionally, you may hear people pass by if I can't pause fast enough. That's, that's what you got. My professional studio today is literally the beach. Now, if uh, this is the beginning of your journey with me, one of the things that I like to do on every 100th episode, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube video or anything that I do, I make it an anniversary edition. And today is no different. Today is an anniversary issue of the How to Sell Show with being episode number 200. And I, I've looked for things across this entire journey of me doing coaching, training, shooting videos, recording content and podcasts of the conversations that people may be scared to have, uh, all the way to stuff you may have heard to stuff that could be unique to me. So today I celebrate with episode 200. And part of that comes down to that I had a goal to have 200 episodes out by a specific date, and I'm going to hit it. And, and it took a lot, just like any other goal. Sometimes you put a lot into it, and sometimes the people around you know it, and sometimes the people around you don't know it. Uh, I have given up a lot of time to make sure that I put out, you know, 30-minute episodes and at a clip and at a pace of just about every day to hit this goal. But the cool thing is, is if you pay attention, I've put out a specific framework of building out content. And so, like, you know, after 2,600 YouTube videos and 200 podcasts, it's not hard to come up with ideas. But at the same time, I want to make sure those ideas are unique and give you something to work with. And I do everything possible to give attribution where I can if I've learned it for something else. So today's episode is uh, some framework that I've worked on. And I had like four different other podcasts that I wanted to do for today. And then like this one felt the best. This one felt like this is the one that is going to be the, the most beneficial to you as a listener as, as a 200th episode. And so just so you know, some of this content comes from me. And a little bit of it comes from a dude named Blair Singer. Now, I got to see Blair, I don't know, let, let's say 15 years ago in L.A. And he's got a book called Sales Dogs. Uh, he's got a CD called Audio Program, <laughs> a little voice management system. Uh, there's quite a, quite a bit of content the guy has out. I've got tons of respect for him. So uh, Celebrate All Wins is, is kind of an idea that I picked up from him. So uh, shout out to Blair Singer. But here's, here's the thought for you. Here's the big overarching idea. In, in sales, we have a way of minimizing what we do because it isn't big enough. And this is uh, directly 
directly affected by social media. So we look out and we get to see everybody crushing it. You know, uh, on social media, everybody's a billionaire. Everybody drives a Lamborghini, a fleet of Lamborghinis that are gold dipped with titanium license plates. And, um, you know, they just throw diamonds on the ground where they're walking. And that, that's like the feel sometimes that it has when you look around and like, you know, people are putting their flex posts up. Hey, check out my watch. Hey, check out my house. Hey, check out my girl or check out my guy. Check out the yacht I just bought. Check out the helicopter I just got. You know, I'm killing it in crypto. I'm killing it in ETH. I'm killing it. And like you look around and you're like, oh my goodness. To me, my little victory doesn't seem like it's that big. My little victory doesn't feel like it's that big. And, you know, I've, I've had problems with this in my life. Sometimes I look at people who are doing it bigger than me and I'm like, you know what? I could do that too. It's, it's not a matter of like, I don't care for this person. Or I don't like that person. Like if, if I, if they could do it, I can do it. That's the way I look at it. So what happens is this becomes a full on success measuring content. We look at other people, we look around the world, we start asking ourselves, why haven't I done that? Why, why isn't this working for me? Why haven't I unlocked or achieved this yet? And, uh, it feels, it feels small compared to the universe. It feels like you look around and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm putting all this work and this effort and it doesn't feel like I'm doing enough. Now, here's what happens. You start having those thoughts and those feelings and you start looking at your deal size and your deal flow and the things that you have going on in your life. And you can have a small deal. And depending upon the industry that you call it in is, um, they might call it an SLD or uh, to keep it G rated on here, a crappy little deal. It could be called a skinny deal where there's not a ton of profit in it or it's not that big. It could be an easy win. You go to a call and you meet Mr. Laydown or Mrs. Laydown and you tell them it's 10 grand and they're like, great, I'll take it. Well, that starts messing with your mind because like, you could say like, I could have gotten more. If they said yes to 10 grand, would they have said yes to 12? If they, if they said yes to 10, would they have said yes to 15? If they said yes to 10 that quick, would they have said yes to 20? And our brain starts going, maybe we shouldn't celebrate this win. It could be that you had a difficult sale and uh, you just walked away exhausted. I've had those. That at the end of the day, I'm just beat down after meeting with somebody. And it took a lot to close the deal. And, you know, the people around you to fulfill that order, to fulfill that deal may not care. They, they, don't, they don't understand that, you know, all the, ju- the hoops that you had to jump through and all the problems that you had to face to get to it. And it could just be overall the tough people that you have to deal with. So you walk away from the deal and you're like, eh, I just, I closed the deal. Like in all reality, you should be jumping up and down and going, I just closed a freaking deal. <laughs> and, you know, I grew up as a kid watching Sam Kinison. And uh, if you're younger and you don't know who he is or you've never heard of him, just uh, Google Sam Kinison because he always likes to go, oh, 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 and scream and yell. So like anytime I close a deal, I, uh, I, I treat it like I'm a hooligan at a soccer game. <laughs> so... Just giving you a heads up. You're going to get some surprise coming into this episode. I gave you a little bit of information coming through. So when we minimize our deals, we invalidate our work. We look at the work that we've done and we're like, mm, not that good. Mm, could have done better. Mm, somebody else is beating me. And it's, it is that hum, that mm, eh, eh. Somebody else is doing better than me. And so like you, you could have worked your butt off to close a deal. And let's say you made 10 grand on it. But you go somewhere else and you start thinking about what everybody else is doing and somebody else made a hundred grand or somebody else made a million or somebody else is doing something amazing. So this, this, this comes down to the comparisons. This comes down to a comparisons. 
Uh, you start comparing yourself to your previous deals. You start comparing yourself to other people. You start comparing yourself to, to everything except for the win. And when you do that, it, it totally minimizes what you have accomplished. You know, if, if, if you take a look at where you have been in the past and where you have gotten to, that's, that, that could be a better feeling. So it's weird that you work your butt off to close a deal and then you look for the reasons why it wasn't a good deal. Like you sit with a buyer for, I don't know, whatever your industry is, let's say three hours. You're like into this three hours. You got three hours with a buyer and uh, you close the deal. And then at the end, you start tearing that deal down. This deal didn't do that good because it wasn't enough profit. Uh, I didn't get enough from it. I didn't get an attaboy from the boss. I didn't, I didn't have the accolades from everybody around me. And, and then here's the thing. If it's, think about this. Like, is, is this a deal you would have won as a previous version of yourself? And if not, gosh, dang it, celebrate. Celebrate. I, I think that that is an absolute, one of the most important questions that I like to ask salespeople when they're struggling. You know, think about this. Like, I, there, there are deals that I lost when I got into sales that it was because I, I lacked the skills, the talents, the capability, the knowledge, the wherewithal, the ability to ask one more question, the ability to take one more question, the ability to ask for the sale, the ability to negotiate. And there's times where I beat myself up after my own deals. And then I remember, you know what? Five years ago, I wouldn't have closed this deal. Three years ago, I wouldn't have closed this deal. Two years ago, I wouldn't have closed this deal. And if you're brand new to sales, this is a reason to keep going because you gain skills, knowledge, talents, capabilities, and and, and just word tracks, things that you can come up on the fly, things that don't bother you. You know, my, my friend Mitch says, I can sit through deals and close deals because I've sat through 20,000 of them and I've sucked at 7,000. So the 13,000 that I've been through and closed make up for the 7,000 that I lost. And like, I think about that too. Like that's a celebration in itself. Look at all the hard work and effort that I've put in. So there's a point where looking to improve in the places where you've fallen down crushes the work that you've done. And, and so like, you know, the idea of Kaizen or constantly never ending improvement Sometimes that becomes destructive to what we do. You really do need to sit down, stand up, do jumping jacks, scream from the top of the building, and, and marvel what you've pulled off and all the glory that you have for a moment in whatever way that you do that. Because you know what? Here's the thing in life. Believe it or not, we have enough people who beat us down. We have more people than you can imagine who could beat us down. Now, on the flip side of that, you also have people who build you up. But sometimes it's really easy to get caught up on the negative. We got that evil boss, the diabolical boss or manager. You know, I've, I've dealt with some pretty evil management in my lifetime. So, like, pick pick your dude, pick your chick. Um, we've got the horrible coworker. And if you've got 20 people on your sales team, there's probably two people you don't really care for. And if you got 10 people on your sales team, there's probably one person you don't care for. If you come from a – just like for every 10 salespeople there are on a team, typically – there's one person that you're like, mm, mm, I don't have anything good to say about that person. I've got a lot of bad things to say and I'm not going to say them. It could be your jerk neighbor. Every single one of us has had a jerk neighbor in our lifetime. Now here's the thing. It could be the family troll. We all have that person in our life, in our family, that you could be doing it big in your mind and they just come in and they tear you down. So, you know, between the evil boss, the horrible coworker, the jerk neighbor, and the family troll, you, me, everybody, we've got people who can tear us down. 
That's why it's so important to have a good mastermind, a good squad, a good group of people to work with that are constantly encouraging you, that you can go back to and say, hey, look, I need to celebrate a win, and they help you celebrate. So here's the thing. You're like, Scott, I get it. There's some tough things that I go through in life. What's next? So here's what you could do to celebrate wins. And I I think about this quote from uh, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is a smart, smart dude. And he says, success is 20% skill and 80% psychological. And I think about that a lot. Anytime that I'm struggling in my own life, I'm like, what am I thinking? What path am I going down? What am I trying to compare myself against? Who am I trying to compare myself against? What am I telling myself? So like the, the thing that I find that helps me, and, and this is the thing that, that I get from talking with uh, closers and people who are on like next level 1% lifestyle, is to focus on the outcome. Great, you sold the job, the product, the service, the offering, whatever it may be, celebrate that. Celebrate it. A fence post belief is, is something that my dad taught me. He was like, Scott, you know, when you work on a ranch and you got a set of fence, you focused on, I got one more post to go. I got one more post to go. I've got one more post to go. So you break things up into smaller, smaller from a large goal into a smaller goal. And then you can celebrate the wins on the smaller goal. Uh, I was listening to the book from Will Smith, his biography, Will. And he was talking about how he had to build a brick wall when he was a kid. And like the focus was on just do it on the next brick. You know, looking at something towards a smaller goal and celebrating those smaller goals is a victory in itself. You know, for me, there was times where I didn't want to record podcasts. And I'm like, look, Scott, I only got 10 more to go. 10 more to get to 50, 150, 10 more to get to 160, 10 more to get to 170, you know, 10 more to get to to 200. And I got to tell you, it hasn't been easy on this trip or the last couple of trips out here to Oahu to record. It's been really windy, like more windy than normal. Every time I've been out here, I've been out here four times in the last six months. And every single one of the trips, super windy, just hasn't worked out. And I think about this. Sometimes we are our own worst critics, me too, that hold ourselves back just from the self-talk, the things that we say, the things that we do. And self-talk can range from really, you know, fantastic, like you're doing a good job, you got this, keep going, to horrible. I, I had a friend that's a therapist, Bob Beverly, share with me. He said, look, look, if you wrote down the things that you tell yourself and shared them with somebody else, they would, they would say those are some horrible things. You shouldn't be talking to yourself that way. And so sometimes when I have negative thoughts, I start thinking, okay, if I wrote these down and I shared them, would, would I be embarrassed? Would I struggle or would I be happy? And sometimes it's just that reframe that I need to kick me in the butt and say, hey, look, don't go down this path. Here's the path that you got to stick on. Here's the direction that you're going. And so your goal is to give the focus, the focus of the win, the fuel, and not everything that went wrong. So let me explain that a different way. Like when you win, the focus should be on the win. I won. I won. It's a small part of a larger goal. It's a piece of a patchwork. It's a Lego piece in the building of something fantastic. And not tearing it down. Like, here's all the reasons why it went wrong. And so, you know, when I teach teams on creativity, inevitably, there's always somebody in, in, the, in the group that'll say, it'll never work. And I got to get them on the path. I got to get them on the process of saying, hey, look, everything's going to be okay. It's okay if you screw up. You just got to get back on the bus and bring it back around to the main point of the direction that we're going. Uh, This is why I use a 4-3-2-1 process when I coach salespeople, and I have for the last 10 years. So, like, let's say you closed a deal right now. I would say, great, what are the four things that went right? What were the four things that went right? Write them down. What were the three things that really went okay? They were still good. What were two things you could have possibly changed? 
and what was one thing that went horribly wrong or went wrong, okay? Now, if you add these up, you have seven things that were good because you got four plus three, and you got three things that you could have improved on. So you got better than two to one odds. This was designed on purpose. You got better than two to one odds. You've got the ability to look at it and go, look, I did by, by doubling a little bit more something better than nothing, something better than nothing. And even if you lose a deal, let's say that you went and lost a deal and you tried a new closing process, a new word track that you've never done. That's a reason to celebrate. Let's say you got further in the process with a difficult buyer than you've ever done. That's a reason to celebrate. Let's say that you got the deal closed and you did everything possible and they came back and they unwound the deal. Well, let's celebrate the fact that you won the deal, that you got the deal, that you made it happen, that you got the paperwork. And let's figure out what happened in the small extent of it of why you lost the deal. And, and I've worked for management. I've worked for management that doesn't look at things this way. Like they look at Excel spreadsheets and they're like, this Excel spreadsheet has the room for a number. It doesn't have room for an excuse. I actually had somebody tell me that. So I made a list. Here's a thing, a list of items that you can do when you close a deal. You can write it down in a sales journal. What did you go through? Why do you think you closed the deal? What did you learn? And I had one of these. It was magnificent. And when my car got broken into, my house got broken into, they, they stole my car after they broke into my house, like to add insult to injury, right? And they cleaned the car out. And in the car was my journal. I had this hardbound journal that I had for years. And, and, and what it was was a sketch, a sketch journal. So it was just all blank pages. And it was probably like 400 pages. And I had about 300 of them filled out of deals that I'd done and things that I'd learned and, and uh, trial closes that I had used. It was in a magnificent path of like 10 years of work. And when my car got broken into, they took it. They probably looked at it and threw it in a dumpster. Like 10 years of work. So this was, this was like well before the use of a cloud. Like if I was going to do it again, I would probably make this into a cloud. I would, I would make it into a document that I could go back and take a look at. In fact, after this episode, I'm going to start doing that again. You can anchor the feeling. Ooh, I want to share something with you. Every time I come out here to Hawaii, I, I, uh, I stay in Kaneohe, which is on the east side of the island. And to go to Kaneohe, to Oahu, I mean to, to Honolulu, I don't know, depending upon traffic over the poly, 20 minutes. But from going to Honolulu towards Kahala, it's like another 20 minutes. But coming back on the H1, there's a magnificent rise, like on episode 20, uh, exit 25. And, it, and it's got a rise, and you can see the entire downtown Waikiki all the way to the end of Honolulu. And it's just, like for me, that's one of my favorite things to look at. That's one of my favorite things to see. And if it's uh, slightly raining outside, there's something about the lights. So, like, I anchor that feeling. And what I do is I just rub my my index finger and my middle finger together with my thumb three or four times in a circle. Like I'll do that drive. Like I'll do it tonight and I'll do that drive and I'll anchor that feeling in. And so like when I'm struggling, I'll go back to that anchor. Uh, if I need to feel those emotions, I'll go back to that anchor. If, uh, if, if I'm in a sales call and I make a small win along the way, along the path, along the journey, I'll anchor that feeling. I'm doing it right now and I got the chills. Okay. Here, and, and, and you know what? You don't have to tell anybody what your anchor is. And if you need that burst of confidence, you need that burst of energy, you can pull that anchor out. And the cool thing, the way that I do is nobody would ever say anything about me rubbing my middle finger, my index together three or four times in front of a group. They wouldn't even know what it is. They might just think it's nervous energy, but I'm like, yeah, you may think it's nervous energy, but I'm celebrating some small wins. I'm borrowing some confidence. 
You could create a thermometer like little kids do for, for schools and th- fundraisers, you know, like you, you've seen these. The, the, the school wants to raise $1,000 and they draw a thermometer and every 100 bucks that they get, they, they raise the level of the, the fake mercury or the red mark. And then like now, now it's like the pathway and the goal. It's a visual representation of what you're doing and what you're up against. You could record your wins in an awesomeness swipe file. Now, I have an awesomeness swipe file. It's got all of my wins. Uh, it's got, like, the most recent one was uh, one of the first first uh, conversations that I got to do for, for Jay Abraham. Like, I was in the office, and I took a picture of myself. That's in my awesomeness swipe file. That's uh, probably one of the last super major ones that I have in there. Uh, you can talk it out to the universe. <laughs> Uh, growing up in the 90s, you know, huge fan of, of Adam Sandler. And one of my favorite lines from Billy Madison is where he says, I am the smartest man alive. So, like, there's times where I will go and I will do stuff and say, like, I am the greatest salesperson alive. I am the greatest closer alive. And then I anchor it. Because where focus goes, energy flows. You know, that is that's that is a strong belief of mine. So when you success, when you focus on the success, success of a deal, and not on the outside scope, it helps you to reframe. So you're like, okay, Scott, what else can I do? Okay, well, I've got a list of external things because I just gave you a full list of internal, whether it's writing in a journal, anchoring the feeling, uh, making it a big deal to write when you win in your CRM. I did not add that one. I'm just going back and looking at my notes. So anytime that you uh, you win and get to put the win in a CRM, that's a big deal. You celebrate the You celebrate the win. And just see, the thing is, is the whole idea is for a celebration routine anytime that you make a win happen, that you get used to the routine. So <laughs> back to the external list. You can have a team or a squad of people you can celebrate with. You have people that you call that will celebrate with you. Like, and if you don't have those in your life, I mean, you could probably go to social media and say, hey, look, I know this sounds woo-woo. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm looking for a couple of people that when you win or when I win, we celebrate together. And I guarantee if you put that in in a sales group, Someone's going to say yes. You're probably going to get made fun of, but you know what? The people who are going to make fun of it don't understand the power in it. Uh, You can call somebody that you love that's going to be there for you. Friend, family member, neighbor, old boss, old coworker. Celebrate, you know, with others. Whenever they do something cool, uh, celebrate the win with them. And I, I know I've expressed, I have expressed this a few times in a couple of past episodes, that anytime that something shows up on my feed in social media, and somebody holds up a trophy and says, hey, look at all the cool things that I'm doing. I'm genuinely appreciative of that thing for them, no matter who they are, no matter what the topic is. I, I will make it my, my, my whole goal and effort to go out of a way to congratulate somebody for success that they've had in their life. I will go out of my way to encourage somebody who's struggling because my hope is that someday when that's me, somebody does the same thing. And sometimes the universe shows up, sometimes the universe doesn't. I got a list here of secondary wins, secondary ways for you to celebrate the wins. You can you can use the win that you just have to your benefit. Now, this is something that I do that helps perpetuate more deals and taking more action. So let's say let's say that I just closed the deal. The moment that I close a deal, I make a note of it, I put the job folder together, I put the job file together, I put it together in my CRM, you know, I close out with the bank, I do whatever I'm doing with Stripe. Um, I make follow-up phone calls. I make follow-up phone calls, follow-up emails, follow-up videos for people who have not bought yet. So I start small with something new and take a small but not dangerous risk. I might reach out to somebody that's on my Dream 100 list. I may like, hey, you know what? 
I've got a small win. I've got a small victory. Now's the time to celebrate, and this is how I'm going to do it. Call somebody and tell you tell them that you love them. Like, that's a good, good anchor. Like, you've got somebody in your life that you appreciate. Okay, so maybe you don't have somebody in your life you love. You can reach out to somebody and just tell them why you appreciate them. Like, I've made it a point over the last couple of years since my dad's passing to let people know more emotionally how I feel. And, you know, before I was very reluctant to do it. And then after my dad passed, I'm like, what do I got to lose? Like the conversations that I've wanted to have with people are the conversations that I have with people now. I got a good friend, Dr. Caslow. And whenever we talk about psychology, I ask her the tough questions because, you know, I don't, I don't want to go backwards and go, I wish I would have had this conversation. I want to have this one. Donate money to a charity. Like, you know, if you're religious, you can tithe. If uh, you don't believe in religion, that's cool too. You can always donate, donate money to a charity, a portion of your win. Like, look, you're, you're giving thanks somehow. I, I thank the universe for this small win. You can always donate time and effort to an event, to a product, to a service, to a group of people, to an underserved part of the population. But here's the thing. You got to find your own path. You got to find your own way. You got to find your own journey. And I can, I can share some things with you that have helped me. I can share some things with you, with you that have helped other people. But at the end of the day, this, is, this has got to be up to you. And it's really going to come down to your focus. And in the beginning, it's hard. Everything is hard in the beginning. It's hard to stay on it. It's, it's hard to keep going. You know, when I did YouTube videos for five days, nine months, and five years, nine months, and three days, in the beginning, it was hard. It was hard. I didn't want to do it. And then after a while, it became routine. And then after a while, the routine, there was days that, like, I didn't want to do it. And I'm like, I got to hold my record. I got to keep going. I got it. I got to keep this path. And everything's hard in the beginning. And you're going to take the lumps. You're going to take the arrows. People are going to call you crazy. People are going to call you insane. But there's going to be people cheering you on vocally. There's going to be people cheering you on silently. And those are the people that you look for in your life. Those are the people that you want around you. Those are the people that you want to celebrate wins with. Those are the people that you want to, to actively pursue. So here's what my challenge is for you. Let's say that you see somebody on social media that's not a friend of yours and they're constantly encouraging other people. Like that is a type of person you want in your life. That is somebody that you send a friend request to. That is somebody that you reach out to and say, hey, we're like-minded. Maybe we should chat. Maybe we should hang out. And you know what? The universe conspires for you. <laughs> the problem is a lot of times we think the universe is conspiring against us. And sometimes at the depths of your despair, the depths of your challenges is when somebody shows up and says, Hey, keep going. That's the person you keep. That's the person you're like my team <laughs> and the person who complains and the person who's got all the problems and all the issues and has nothing good to say. That's the person where you go your team and, and you give that person away. I'm kind of juvenile. Sometimes I used to play the, my team, your team game. So it's going to come down to your focus. It's going to come down to your capability of saying, I am going to, from now on, I'm going to celebrate all wins. That's my challenge. My challenge for you is from here on out that anytime that you have a win, that you celebrate it. Starting today. Starting today. The, the challenge for you is you celebrate all wins. You find a way to make it a big deal. You find a routine that you go through. You find somebody to call. You find somebody to talk to. You make it what you do. You, you win, you celebrate. And if you don't, if you don't feel like you're, you're winning big, Celebrate the small victories. Find the small things in life that you're proud of. Find the small things in life that you're excited about. 
find those people who are really going to give you what it, what it needs. And I'm going to give you a couple of last words. We, we all have weak moments, including me. We doubt ourselves. We doubt our capabilities. And, and you got to find a way to find more positive thoughts than negative. And I got to tell you, this, this sometimes is hard. There, there are things that happen in my life that are very challenging. There are things that happen in my life that like, I, I'm not going to go into them in this podcast. But I have to, I have to look for the, the ways that it, it's, a, it's a big deal. I have to look. I have to actively look for ways. And I do that with a list. I start making lists. Anytime I'm struggling, I'm like, where's a piece of paper and a pen? Where's my phone? I'm going to go just, I'm going to start writing things that I'm thankful for. I'm going to start think, writing, find freaking reasons why things are going right. Because it's easier to focus on what's going right than what's going wrong. Find Find your reason why. Find your reason to celebrate. And and sometimes it's really hard when it doesn't feel like things are going right. I challenge you. I challenge you to celebrate all wins. I challenge you to help celebrate the wins of other people. And it, it can be uncomfortable sometimes. You're, you're going to take the lumps. You're going to, you're, you're probably going to have people call you crazy. You're probably going to have people say all sorts of stuff about you. Now, here's, here's the thing. Every morning I wake up. I listen to motivational content for like the first 20 to 30 minutes of the day. And almost inevitably, almost everybody who is on there, and it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's Steve Harvey. It doesn't matter if it's E.T., the hip-hop preacher. It, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's Tony Robbins. You make the list. There, you, you get told people are going to call you crazy. People are going to call you silly. People aren't going to believe in you. But remember, there's people out there that are silently cheering you on. So you got to cheer yourself on first. You got to find the way to celebrate what's going on right in your life. You got it. You got to get up and say, "I am the greatest salesperson alive." And there's times where I where I do silly things, and I say ridiculous things out in public on purpose, just to get past that feeling. And you know what? It's a moment in life. People will not remember it. They might go back to their friends and family and be like, "I saw the weirdest thing today." There was a guy at the grocery store that said, "I am the greatest salesman alive," and people will go, "What was that all about?" And then they move on with their life. And they're like, what do you guys want to watch on TV? What's for dinner? Like, your your celebrations to the people who don't really care about you mean nothing to them. And that's okay. The celebrations that you have for the, for the people that mean something to you, that's important. So celebrate all your wins. I challenge you. I challenge you to celebrate all wins. Keep going. You know what? We've never, we may have never met. We may never meet in the future. We may message on Facebook. We may message on Twitter. Or cross paths on Clubhouse, um, see it, see each other at the airport. But if that never happens, know that I believe in you, that you got this. Keep going, and I'll celebrate wins with you. If I see you on Facebook, I see you on on the, the Instagram, I see you anywhere, and you put a win out there, I'm gonna I'm gonna say congratulations, and I genuinely mean it. But here's the thing, I challenge you to do the same. Celebrate all wins, not just for yourself, but for other people. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo. Mahalo.